Hola, galeras. This is Jaws Blake of the Painter Files podcast. You're listening to the audio diary of a painter, his experiences, and the world in which I live. It is July 4th in the night. <laughs> you can hear the air conditioner and the fireworks. Some of those are fireworks. I'm going off. Yeah. Episode 147. I think the weird thing about being a DC kid is you hear fireworks and or gunshots pretty periodically. Like there are noises that come out of the sky and reverberate everywhere. Uh, No matter what time of year it is. So the 4th of July doesn't quite have the significance it has for some people. Um, There's a lot of barbecuing and a lot of cookouts. There is a difference. Um, Yeah. People drink. People smoke. People play music. Bands. Live. Radio. Records. All types. And they celebrate that they have the day off. And that they can eat with their families. I don't so much know that it's patriotic. For me, it's never been patriotic. I mean, I've never, I've never looked towards anything really in that way. And my family is a military family on some sides. And there's a lot of kind of patriotism that does exist. Not from me, once again, but from the rest of them. It's just interesting. I'm also doing my laundry, so I'm going to hear a buzzer probably somewhere in the middle of this. And that means I'm going down to check my laundry on the bottom of my building. Uh, We're paying all these things. Uh, It's awful, but we're doing as we do. Still eating food, you know. Had some Bahia. Had a hard time with that because I had to buy a Goya product. Which, if you know me, you know I hate Goya with a passion. But it was between that or just not making it. And I really, really wanted to make it because it reminded me of, like, when my mom and I used to go to all the, like, Latin festivals this time of year during the summer. We would just go and, like, it would just be so much music. And it was just Afro-Latino music, like, kind of festivals and everything. And it was just beautiful. Really, really beautiful. And we'd talk, and, you know, we'd dance in the calle, and it'd just be beautiful. So, yeah, I kind of just broke one of my rules, and I, I bought a Goya product. It's been very hard to kind of let that go, to not feel guilty for that, because I do despise them. They were one of the few groups of people who came out in full support of Kids in Cages, And I was just really, really beat up about it. And I talked to a bunch of my friends. We're also Latinos. And they were saying, you know, it's not great, but, like, we live in communities where certain foods are only available and come from only certain companies. And unless you have the money to make everything from scratch, which most of us don't, then you kind of have to... You have to buy things sometimes. And buying things doesn't always mean supporting things. But it definitely means, like, you know, you will sometimes have to put money 
in places you don't always agree with. So, there's that. Apparently there was a shooting at a parade in Chicago today. That's sad. And the kid was like 18 to 20, something like that, with a rifle. That's awful. I, I don't know why people feel so inclined to kill each other. I just, I just don't get it anymore. And then they made some 10-year-old in Ohio. They're going to make her have some baby from a rapist. And I'm just like... <sighs> and then there's Roe versus Wade being overturned. And there's just so much. If that If that's the proper description. There's so much going on. So much that shouldn't happen. So much that is happening... I don't feel, I don't feel free. If that's, if that's what I'm, how I'm meant to feel. I'm meant to feel free. I don't feel free. I feel sad. I wish I could give you some hopeful lesson on the world being a better place and everything going really well. But instead, what I can do is I can tell you a story. Now, crazy enough, people have been calling me Theo for a long time. Uh, I think it's not just because of my gray hair, but also, you know, occasionally I have wisdom to impart upon young people. So, one of my favorite recipes in the history of my life is a dish called paella. It's spelled P-A-E-L-L-A for those who want to look it up. It has a lot of like West African but also Latin American roots. Uh, West African because it is this dish that was literally something that's always existed on in West Africa. Like it's always been a dish. It's always been a food that's been there and it's just kind of one of these amazing flavors and stuff that just really, I don't know, really just kind of, it grips and grabs at you, grabs at your tongue. I remember the first time I was at like a festival and my mom took me and we, we went to like this Puerto Rican kind of outside grill and like a festival and they had paella. They were making it on a grill, like, from scratch. And it was just this really, really beautiful type of food. Uh, I'm trying to remember what it's called. Um, I'm trying to remember what it's actually called. Now, there's a theory that it came from Spain, but it's it's plainly, like, jaffery rice, which is, like, a West African dish. But um, it's called paella because of the pan that it's cooked in. Um, let me see. So the ingredients basically are short grain rice. Um, typically in Spain, they use like chicken and rabbit and vegetables and greens and saffron and gar- garfon- garofons. I don't know what garofons are and beans. Um, but the way I know how to make it was you... So you, you chop up onions and garlic real fine. 
and then you saute them with olive oil in a pan, a fairly bigger pan. And then from there, you add the rice. You let the rice kind of brown a little and cook. Uh, then you add tomatoes, like a tomato sauce, typically. I mean, on a budget, tomato sauce. Um, then you kind of just add some water. Let that cook. As that's cooking, um, you can then take all your, uh, like gamba, which is shrimp, and your mussels and clams and like, I don't do chicken. Um, you can do veggie. Well, yeah, it's almost like a gumbo. Um, you can do veggie meats if you want. You don't have to. And you add spices like pepper and cumin and like cayenne and black pepper and a lot of like greens mostly like uh green onions and uh green peppers is really good uh sometimes you use like platanos um on the side i'll cook those and i'll cut them real slight real real like um thin and then i'll saute them on a pan beside so platanos for those who don't know are plantains and um yeah you take a paper towel you take them off do golden brown both sides of the plantains you put those over there you put them on like a paper towel on a plate and it gets kind of the grease out of them let them sit for a little bit and during the meantime you're just letting kind of all this stuff cook in the pot with all these and eventually it's a very very amazing amazing dish i sometimes put like peas in there too and it just reminds me of home more than anything it's such like a really beautiful beautiful food and sometimes i pair it with like sliced avocados 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 and um yeah have like a juice of some sort like a guava or like a pineapple a piña <laughs> and it's just really really nice and i'm flexing all my spanish um no, but it's just this really beautiful food, and you're meant to make it with a bunch of four. You're meant to make it pretty big, so you can share it with like a large group of people. Typically, your family, <laughs> and it's just always been something that's really stuck with me my whole life. Uh, I know lots of people who make it like on the grill with like a flat pan, and they just grill everything that way. Uh, some people make it in their will make it in there, like, um, on their stove with all the stuff going on. And it's just really, uh... It's really beautiful, honestly. Lots of colors. Lots of bold flavors. And it's really amazing. The Jaffe rice version is a little more spicy. So typically you'll have, like ghost peppers and stuff like that in there um but yeah you should try at some point i remember the first time i ever made a zine i was probably about 30 
actually. It's about 10 years ago. And I had figured out to take a bunch of sketchbook pages that I had been filling out with lots of figure drawings and watercolor and ink, all these pinups and stuff. And I scanned them with my scanner and then I put them on pages. I figured out how to put like four of them on a page at a time. And then I cut those two, I cut those page uh, in half. And then I stapled them all together to make like a booklet with like a weird swap, like cover for it and sent them out to people. <laughs> I sold a bunch of them actually. Uh, it was the first self-published like piece I had ever done. I redid it eventually and um, Imaginary Kingdom was like my second book I put out. And that was, was that one actually. So if you look at iTunes, um, Apple Bookstore, you can find it actually and look through the whole thing. Um, and if you want, you can buy it, but you don't have to. You can look through the whole thing. It's really beautiful actually. Um, but I remember because I had watched a bunch of videos on YouTube about zines because I was wondering like, you know, what a zine was. I'd been hearing about them forever and I'd seen all these ones that people had made and I was really intrigued and blown away by it. So I wanted to make a new one out of that. And the funny thing is I have so much artwork that's never seen anything that I could make a zine from just those this, this year actually. Um, but I think I want to make some new ones actually, because like I said, those are 10 years old. Like I don't even paint that way anymore. But it's fun to look back through all the sketchbooks and art books and stuff. You learn so much about, like, what was important to you and how you followed details and lines and just colors and the essence of everything. It was really beautiful. It was a good time to be alive and art in general. I really loved it. You should go check it out. It's that point in the podcast where I thank my sponsors. You are amazing. Thank you very much for all the things you do with your great ink and your beautiful paper and your wonderful watercolors and your brushes. Just incredible. Also, my one of my best friends uh, and one of the best just people I know, uh, Netarari Rashad, has a very cool... Uh, just wellness product, artisan wellness product, project, sorry, artisan wellness project. And it's just bombs and incense and just amazing, incredible things I still use every day of my life. And I, I absolutely uh, would suggest you do the same. It's just good for you, good for your soul, make you happy. Check it out. I think what we need more than anything right now is just a great meditation. Something that's just necessary in day-to-day life, you know? Blow right into the microphone. 
I've been trying to figure out how to manifest my energy better around me. Somewhere in there, I realized that imagining everything on fire (laughs) was not necessarily the best way to get it all out of my system. I realized that, you know, cooling down and opening up was probably the best way to go. I want you to just close your eyes and visualize as you put your hands together and you pull them slightly apart, taking all the energy, all the excess energy that's inside of you and just circulating it through your hands, through your body like a chain, just through your hands, through your elbows, through your shoulders, across your back, through your shoulder, through your elbow, through your wrist, through your hands, and just in a big circle, like a ring. And just imagine it as like a white, hot energy. And then as you go forth, breathing, Once you imagine it cooling like water from the tap to the point where you feel all that extra energy that's fusioning kind of the warmth being something that just nourishes you like water. Now you want to take your palms once you've gotten to that point and put them face up on your knees and just let all that energy and light and filtered just happiness just flow you're always taking it in constantly All the time. From everywhere. From the earth. From the sky. From the air. From the sun. You're never going to run out. But you can clean it and filter it. And let it back into the earth. It's already served its purpose. There's no reason to carry it. Just give it back. with this as long as you need. Alright guys, that was the episode. (laughs) That was a little short, but um, I felt like we didn't need a lot today. Just relax. Be one with yourself. Thank you so much for listening, as always. Um... Yeah, you can find me everywhere. You find me. I'm on YouTube, uh, Painter Files. Please support that. Uh, we need to get up to a 1,000 so I can start monetizing it again. Um, there's Patreon. 
which you can join, uh, Joar Blake. There'll be a link in the description. Um, that's always a huge help if you want to join any of those. There's lots of little tiers and stuff that are fun and lots of interactional stuff we can do. And, um, yeah, for the podcast, please um, rate, subscribe, leave a five-star comment. That would be wonderful. And I will see you next week. Adios, guys. Have a good night. Bye. Paint her out.